Hello, dear friend. Thank you for choosing to be here. I'd like to invite you to get into your most comfortable position as we prepare for a good night's sleep. While lying down on your couch or bed, notice your surroundings. Focus your attention to three things you can feel. Perhaps notice the softness of your covers as it touches your skin. Or maybe the gentle support of your pillow as it caresses your head and neck. It could also be the temperature of your room. Is it too cold or warm or just right? Take your time to observe the objects of your choosing. Now, I invite you to massage your hands. Left hand or right hand first, your choice. Gently press your palms using the thumb of your other hand and work your way through to your fingertips. Take your time to do this until you cover all the fingers in both of your hands. Notice the sensation of your caress. Continue to be present as you take a couple of deep breaths in and out. Inhale through your nose. Hold. And slowly let a long breath out. Once more, take a deep breath in. you take longer breaths in and feel it contract as you slowly breathe out. Continue to deepen your breath at the pace of your choosing.
listen to the sound of your breath. One last time, together, take a long breath in, hold, slowly, lovingly, let a long breath out, Tonight, I will read to you a couple of poems and a short story about making choices. Three Questions by Leo Tolstoy It once occurred to a certain king that if he always knew the right time to begin everything, if he knew who were the right people to listen to, and whom to avoid, and, above all, if he always knew what was the most important thing to do, he would never fail in anything he might undertake. And this thought having occurred to him, he had it proclaimed throughout his kingdom that he would give a great reward to anyone who would teach him what was the right time for every action, and who were the most necessary people, and how he might know what was the most important thing to do. And learned men came to the king, but they all answered his questions differently. All the answers being different, the king agreed with none of them and gave the reward to no one. But still wishing to find the right answers to his questions, he decided to consult a hermit, widely renowned for his wisdom. The hermit lived in a wood which he never quitted, and he received none but common folk. So the king put on simple clothes, and before reaching the hermit's cell, dismounted from his horse, and leaving his bodyguard behind, went on alone. When the king approached, the hermit was digging the ground in front of his hut. Seeing the king, he greeted him and went on digging. The hermit was frail and weak, and each time he stuck his spade into the ground, and turned a little earth, he breathed heavily. The king went up to him and said, I have come to you, wise hermit, to ask you to answer three questions. How can I learn to do the right thing at the right time? Who are the people I most need? And to whom should I, therefore, pay attention than to the rest? And what affairs are the most important, 
and need my first attention. The hermit listened to the king, but answered nothing. He just spat on his hand and recommenced digging. You are tired, said the king. Let me take the spade and work a while for you. Thanks, said the hermit, and, giving the spade to the king, he sat down on the ground. When he had dug two beds, the king stopped and repeated his questions. The hermit again gave no answer, but rose, stretched out his hand for the spade, and said, Now rest a while and let me work a bit. But the king did not give him the spade and continued to dig. One hour passed and another. The sun began to sink behind the trees, and the king at last stuck the spade into the ground and said, I came to you, wise man, for an answer to my questions. If you can give me none, tell me so, and I will return home. Here comes someone running, said the hermit. Let's see who it is. The king turned round and saw a bearded man come running out of the woods. The man held his hands pressed against his stomach, and blood was flowing from under them. When he reached the king, he fell fainting on the ground, moaning feebly. The king and the hermit unfastened the man's clothing, and there was a large wound in his stomach. The king washed it as best he could and bandaged it with his handkerchief and with the towel the hermit had. But the blood would not stop flowing, and the king again and again removed the bandage, removed the bandage, soaked with warm blood, and washed and rebandaged the wound. When at last the blood ceased flowing, the man revived and asked for something to drink. The king brought fresh water and gave it to him. Meanwhile, the sun had set and it had become cool. So the king, with the hermit's help, carried the wounded man into the hut and laid him on the bed. Lying on the bed, the man closed his eyes and was quiet. But the king was so tired with his walk and with the work he had done that he had crouched down on the threshold and also fell asleep, so soundly that he slept all through the short summer night. When he awoke in the morning, it was long before he could remember where he was or who was the strange bearded man lying on the bed and gazing intently at him with shining eyes. Forgive me, said the bearded man in a weak voice. When he saw that the king was awake and was looking at him. I do not know you and have nothing to forgive you for, said the king. You do not know me, but I know you, and I am that enemy of yours who swore to revenge himself on you because you executed his brother and seized his property. I knew you had gone alone to see the hermit, and I resolved to kill you on your way back.
but the day passed and you did not return. So I came out from my ambush to find you, and I came upon your bodyguard, and they recognized me and wounded me. I escaped from them, but should have bled to death had you not dressed my wound. I wish to kill you, and you have saved my life. Now, if I live and if you wish it, I will serve you as your most faithful slave, and I will bid my sons to do the same. Forgive me. The king was very glad to have made peace with his enemy so easily, and to have gained him for a friend, and he not only forgave him, but said he would send his servants and his own physician to attend him, and promised to restore his property. Having taken leave of the wounded man, the king went out into the porch and looked around for the hermit. Before going away, he wished once more to beg an answer to the questions he had put. The hermit was outside on his knees, sowing seeds in the beds that had been dug the day before. The king approached him and said, For the last time, I pray you to answer my questions, wise man. You have already been answered, said the hermit, still crouching on his thin legs and looking up at the king who stood before him. How answered? What do you mean? asked the king. Do you not see? replied the hermit. If you had not pitied my weakness yesterday, and had not dug those beds for me, but had gone your way, that man would have attacked you, and you would have repented of not having stayed with me. So, the most important time was when you were digging the beds, and I was the most important man, and to do me good was your most important business. Afterwards, when that man ran to us, the most important time was when you were attending to him, for if you had not bound up his wounds, he would have died without having made peace with you. So he was the important man, and what you did for him was your most important business. Remember then, there is only one time that is important, and that is now. It is the most important time because it is the only time when we have any power. The most necessary man is he with whom you are, for no man knows whether he will ever have dealings with anyone else. And the most important affair is to do him good, because for that purpose alone was man sent into this life. Poem by Kim Pittner I'm standing at the crossroads. The unknown is now in sight. Will I have the courage to move forward or be frozen here in fright? The days past have given me wisdom. Will I use it right? Or will I just make a rash decision and say, Done with that. Good night. I have the gift of yesterday, 
and the hope tomorrow brings. I have friends and family who give me joy and wings. I have a mind to wander and a heart to give me voice. I have a great opportunity to make a better choice. Poem number two by an unknown author. I choose to live by choice, not by chance, to be motivated, not manipulated, to be useful, not used, to make changes, not excuses, to excel, not compete. I choose self-esteem, not self-pity. I choose to listen to my inner voice, not to listen to the random opinions of others. A Better Me by Jojoba Mansell I strive to find a better me, a person just and true. I want to live and not just be, to be decent through and through. I need to be a stronger me, both in body and in soul. It's not a whim, it needs to be, for me to feel whole. I will be that better me, and that better me will stay. I will be better, they'll see. It's time to seize the day. Dreams by Langston Hughes Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken winged bird that cannot fly. Hold fast to dreams, for when dreams go, life is a barren field, frozen with snow. The Challenge by Jim Ron Let others lead small lives, but not you. Let others argue over small things, but not you. Let others cry over small hurts, but not you. Let others leave their future in someone else's hands, but not you. The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both. And being one traveler, long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could, to where it bent in the undergrowth, and took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though as for that the passing there had warned them really about the same, and both that morning equally lay, in leaves no step had trodden back. Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverge in a wood, and I, I took 
the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. The Armful by Robert Frost For every parcel I stoop down to seize, I lose some other off my arms and knees, and the whole pile is slipping, bottles and buns, extremes too hard to comprehend at once, yet nothing I should care to leave behind, with all I have to hold with, hand and mind, and heart if need be, I will do my best, to keep their building balanced at my breast. I crouch down to prevent them as they fall, then sit down in the middle of them all. I had to drop the armful in the road, and try to stack them in a better load. Hard Choices by Georgia Bamansel a path is laid out ahead, it forks before your feet, a decision filled with dread, uncertain of what you'll meet, a game full of chance, of many hidden pitfalls, to find true romance, dare you risk losing all? Choices never easy to make, fog seems to cloud your way, you fear making a mistake, of gambling and losing the day. But life is full of hard choices, and risk is part of the game. Be brave, ignore doubting voices, make a choice, life won't be the same. Life is my mother Teresa Life is an opportunity, benefit from it. Life is beauty, admire it. Life is a dream, realize it. Life is a challenge, meet it. Life is a duty, complete it. Life is a game, play it. Life is a promise, fulfill it. Life is sorrow, overcome it. Life is a song, sing it. Life is a struggle, accept it. Life is a tragedy, confront it. Life is an adventure, dare it. Life is luck, make it. Life is too precious, do not destroy it. Life is life, fight for it. One song can spark a moment, one flower can wake the dream, one tree can start a forest, one bird can herald spring, one smile begins a friendship, one hand clasp lifts a soul, one star can guide a ship at sea, one word can frame the goal, one vote can change a nation. One sunbeam lights a room, one candle wipes out darkness, one laugh will conquer gloom. One step must start each journey, one word must start each prayer. One hope will raise our spirits, one touch can show you care.
One voice can speak with wisdom. One heart can know what's true. One life can make a difference. You see, it's up to you. Dear friend, in whatever you think, say or do, I hope you always, always choose kindness. Have a good night.